Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here, and welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast. It's episode 94. Today, we're talking about the agent or the director. Super juicy episode. You'll love it. But first, I've got my main man, Ash Playstead, with me as always. How are you, mate? Good to be in the co-pilot's chair with you, James. I'm good. How are you doing? Mm, Doing good. Doing good. And uh, I, I really like this episode because, you know, I mean, you know how much we talk about referral partners and they're the backbone of all good growing mortgage businesses. And we, we hear this question a lot, don't we, when we work with our members and around the industry. And that's the question of if I'm approaching a real estate firm, an accounting firm, financial planning firm, any professional services firm, do I look to approach and do a deal and work with the directors slash owners of that business? Or do I sort of get in at the ground floor and work with the individual agents, the individual accountants, the people actually on the ground talking to people? And both have their pros and cons, and we wanted to talk about it in this episode. So let's dive in. Juicy one. Yeah, love this. It's uh, right in the sweet spot for me, James. And maybe the the, the place to start for me um, is to, to is to maybe sort of uh, peel away a little bit uh, what what any given broker might be looking for. So you know, what is what is your plan? What what sort of volume are you looking to generate from a relationship? And just to explain that a little bit further, you know, we might have broker A, who's a one man band, maybe got one or two team members. And is looking to add, let's say, somewhere between six to twelve loans or or inquiries uh, to their inflows per month. Mm-hmm. And then there's broker B, who might have three brokers working for them, a team of seven people, and they're off the tools and they're looking to really expand um, by some fairly high quantum the the volume in the business. So two brokers approaching the same industry but from a different perspective. Gotcha. So that's the first thing is to understand if you're a listener to this episode, you know, which category do you fit in? Are you, you're looking to take the next step at incremental growth or you're really at the stage where you're looking to go big? So let's just take the first example, which is most brokers, like most brokers. If that's the case, we've got to say, well, okay, who is best in a position to refer me a couple of clients a month or a couple of clients a week? Is it the director? who's not necessarily dealing with buyers and sellers as much and who's probably already making really good money and is probably potentially looking to do commission share and, you know, um, doesn't necessarily, his word doesn't necessarily influence the day-to-day behaviour of his agents as much as he might think it does? Uh, Or should we be building a relationship with the person who speaks to 50 to 100 people a week? Mm -hmm. Yep. I think the answer is fairly obvious. I hope it is. Oh, yeah. And we're going to dive into it a bit, a bit more. There's actually a lot to this because I, I like that you started with the volume requirement because um, I wrote down as you were 
saying that something we've seen happen a number of times, and listeners, you might resonate with this, that, and I'll just start with the comment that be careful what you go after, because we have all seen and heard about the broker that's snagged a whale. They've, mm. you know, they've known someone, they've come across somebody that wants to do a deal and they're a multi-agency, like dozens of agents or it's a national franchise group and they go, hey, we need someone to look after our loans. And this sometimes, Ash, has been a solo broker with a little team and the next thing they know, they're going after a whale that can give them 100 leads a week and they'll explode. So um, maybe just talk to that because we've seen that happen and that's almost worse. Well, I would recommend that person go and read Moby Dick by Herman Melville. It might be fairly instructive as to what whales can do <laughs> on a hand line. They can take you to the bottom of the ocean and drown you. Um, you know, but seriously, you know, we do see this. Thought. In fact, I saw this with a new member just this week, James, just this week, this new member, good broker, good guy, um, obviously looking to build a, a real business. And one of the things when we got to talking about growing his business was, oh, I've been introduced to the director of a real estate firm that sells X amount of properties and they've invited me to their sales meeting and they need someone to look after their mortgages. And they, I said, how many agents they got? Oh, they got eight or nine agents. How many properties do they sell? Oh, you know, 30 or 40 or 50 a month, whatever it was. And then we got around to his goals. His goals were, okay, I'm doing six loans a month and I want to get to 10 loans a month in the next three or four months while I build a system and a team to support that. So I then highlighted to him what is what is nibbling at the bait versus what he's actually trying to catch or actually wants to catch. And they're two different things. So as I said to him, you don't need the principal. You don't, you don't need eight agents. Imagine if you went to that sales meeting and all eight agents said, yes, I want to give you referrals. Should you handle it? And his answer was no. So my question was, well, why are you chasing it then? And he's like, I shouldn't be, should I? And I said, mm. no. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, it was a very simple process of elimination. But I'll put a caveat in there, listeners. Like, I'll put a quick caveat on this. If going through a sales director or principal gets you in contact with the agents that you can then follow up one-on-one, -on -one, that's okay. That's the caveat. Right? That's, a, that's a strategy to get you in front of the right people. But you never, and I say this hand on heart, with rare exception, would you want more than one, maybe two agents from any given office referring you clients? Yeah, yeah. And there's definite pros and cons with working. And you touched on it, right? Because those agents on the ground level or those accountants seeing the clients, they've got very different goals and drivers to those directors. And, uh, and I guess the other thing that we've seen over the years, Ash, is that Although at the director level, there's influence over the agents. Well, that doesn't mean they're going to refer you just because the director says so. And secondly, the directors are usually after um, money. And I guess third, well, you know, actually getting directors of a company to, let's be uh, blunt, pull the finger out and actually run proactive promotions either to their database or flowing down to the agents, it, it barely ever works, does it, Ash? Like the directors will be sitting mm. there going, great, yep, we work with hundreds of people and, you know, we're going to send you tons of deals and we want to split of the commission and great. But then they, they don't send anything out, they don't pull it out, they don't actually promote you to their internal agents and it falls flat. 
and all that hard work goes to nothing, right? So well, uh, it's course. tough. Well, they don't drive it, right? And this is the learning. And, and listeners, I've been doing this for 40 years, right? It is I could count on one hand the amount of times that a, a small to medium brokerage has tackled and been able to put together and execute a strategy that works with a multi-agent, multi-office network. The, there's been some examples in the marketplace of, I don't know, here in Australia, LJ Hooker, First National, 21st Century, that have built out internal mortgage distribution businesses, but they use multiple brokers for multiple different businesses. They're not single broker aligned. So, you know, and to, to, to one of the things you said before, James, that I think is really important, and that is, what are the incentives and motivations of the agent whose actually livelihood depends on listing and selling a property and it's getting approved and settling and their reputation, of course, that comes along with that versus a director who's got a rent roll, multiple agents, sells a few properties themselves, and has got this diverse income stream. So you look at the motivations of those two people and go, who is going to be more inclined to value a relationship with a mortgage professional. Mm, yeah. I mean, the, the, the shiny object, the lure of catching and snagging the whale is, is prevalent and it's really hard to walk away from sometimes. But the smart option usually is to, even if you've got access to a director, fantastic, just get an introduction to some of the agents, pick the ones that you align with really well and be a champion to just one or two of them. Um, you know, that's usually what we see works best. I mean, we've helped some clients uh, with, you know, you've done national partnership level stuff and some of our clients have been working on that too. So it is possible, but it, it's not something for the solo broker to pull off because, you know, if you do snag one of these things, you need to be able to handle serious volume off the bat. And, um, yeah, so well, we they're intentional done. strategies, James, right? They're, in, they're intentional strategies. And I, I'm just using that word to emphasise what you just said, which is important, which is the big partnerships, whether they're city, state, national-based, multi-office-based, right, yeah, they, they can be exciting and they can be profitable and you can do revenue share, right, but you've got to be intentional about being clear with your strategic direction that that is what your business is going to be built on. If that's the case... Great, there is a particular way to go about that. But in every other circumstance, virtually bar none, exactly as you said, James, you should be looking at any doorway that gets presented to you, whether it's through a sales meeting, a director, a principal, it's simply a doorway to get to the people who you actually want to build a relationship with, which is Joe Blow, who speaks to people who, who's got the control of who they speak to about their mortgage. The director doesn't have that control. The agent has that control. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. And um, it, it seems like if I could go with the agents, surely it's better just to go with the directors. But I think the, the crux of this conversation is that it's, it's a completely different kettle of fish. It's like, it, I liken it to a broker that says, yeah, I've got a good business and I work really well with my clients, got a good sales process, convert really well. And they think they can go and buy online or internet leads and play in the digital space and have the same results. It doesn't work. Like it is a different strategy. You need a different uh, approach entirely from working with word of mouth and referrals and digital marketing leads. Same as this. 
you need a completely different approach to working with at the director level to the agent level. And probably similarly to the digital marketing, most brokers, 98, 99% plus, are not equipped to deal with digital marketing leads effectively in the same way they're also not equipped to deal at the director level. Um, so yeah. let's not sort of be too doom and gloom and negative. Let's sort of give our listeners a little bit on um, how to work with those agents. So if we know we should be probably focusing on the agent, not necessarily the director. Um, what are the pros and cons or things that our listeners should be aware of when going in with them? Well, probably the underlying principle for me, and we're talking mostly about real estate agents here. Of course, there's other yeah. forms of relationships, but let, let's just speak specifically to real estate agents. And, and there's a very good reason for that, in my opinion, and that is because it's about fishing where the fish are, I, I would say. Like, you know, who is dealing with your ideal audience that's transaction ready? Is it your accountant? No. Is it a financial planner? No. Is it some other industry? No. It's the real estate agent. They're dealing with people who are buying a house who need a loan right now. The only thing that's in question is whether the, the loan is through you or through somebody else. That's the only thing. Yep. So, so that's the mindset we've got to have, okay? And then aligned with that mindset is the awareness that the you've got to make the relationship with the agent very easy. There cannot be one extra piece of work required. And by that I mean convoluted processes, convoluted technology, convoluted communications, like it's got to be really, really easy. And this is where one-on-one -on -one relationships flourish, where you can set up one-on-one -on -one relationships with a simple protocol that, you know, when you're speaking to the clients and you ask them about, you know, they've made an offer and it's perhaps been accepted and you ask them about their ability to settle with finance and they go, oh, yeah, I've spoken to my bank, everything looks good there. You know, that's the point at which you work with your agent to coach them or guide them on how to step in and redirect the inquiry to you as a professional service. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the key moment of truth. Like I would say, if we had, I don't know, if we had a thousand people listening to this episode, 990 of you guys would say, oh, yeah, I can do all of the preliminary stuff well, reach out, set up meetings, have conversations. But there's a very, very much smaller percentage who can go the last step, which is actually extract the business, mm. which because the agents, they're not, they're, they're not that good at saying no. A lot of agents will entertain the conversation, but actually handing over clients, that's where the art, which we teach and coach and have a process to maximise the likelihood of you connecting with the right people mm -hmm. um, is super important. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, That's where the nuance comes in. I mean, if we say, okay, go and target account, uh, go and target agents, great. Uh, a lot of brokers are good at talking and making connections and you know you can ring people up and go for coffees and lunches and have all good intentions and get the so-called yes from them, yeah, let's work together. And what happens in 99% of cases? Well, no referrals or very few. And that's where the how to position yourself, what to say, how to train them on making referrals to you and why. Uh, that's that's the magic dust. I mean, that's, again, what we teach in our programs, Ash. It's the scripting and the frameworks. But, yeah, when you get it right, it's incredible. Um, but, you know, the, the real learning, I guess, from this episode is um, going back to agent or director is, um, is pretty clear, isn't it, that for the overwhelming majority of our listeners, 
we should be focusing our attention at the ground level where we can have an impact on individuals and not chasing whales. Um, and I think we probably see it the opposite case. I think, Ash, 90% of the time we see people chasing the directors and the whales when they should be chasing the fish. Well, and look, we're all human beings. I completely understand the logic, or not the logic, but the natural attraction, that um, the, the, the flattering to our ego that, you know, a large organisation showing interest in forming a partnership with us. That's only natural, and we even convince ourselves that we can figure it out on the fly. I've very rarely seen that work out happily. Um, it's much smarter to step back, get some advice, you know, we'll figure it out yourself, preferably get some advice about where you're at, where you're trying to get to in, in numbers-wise and profitability, where you're at with your team and systems and capacity, and then backfill relationships that achieve that outcome. Mm. And 99% of the times, it ends up with two or three people referring you a couple of clients a week, gets you there. And then you go, well, why the hell would I change ch chase a big agency with multiple offices when three people giving me a couple of deals a week gets my goal? Exactly. Don't want to drown yourself, uh, team. So uh, if uh, listeners, if you're thinking about, no, I've got, I want to chase these big fish, the, the directors, the whales, I want to go big and national, don't do any of that stuff before getting the right advice. That's the sort of stuff you need clear guidance with first because uh, we've seen far too many stuff it up. Um, unfortunately, so that's, you know, you need the right advice there, you know, talk to us about 10x. Um, if you don't know how to approach agents or you're not getting uh, solid flow from the individuals, I mean, you still need the right templates and scripts so we can help with that too. So, you know, book a chat with our team and let's talk about how we can get you into more agents and into more directors and growing the biz. But uh, it's been a valuable episode, Ash. I love this topic and I, I like sort of throwing uh, common what a lot of brokers think on doing the 180 on them because I think half the reason a lot of brokers aren't as successful as they'd like is they're effectively doing the opposite of what they should be doing. So I'm glad that we could bring this episode to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely, James. And, you know, just as a last thought, and, you know, this obviously goes almost without saying because I've been doing this for so long, but I've been down both these roads multiple times. And, yes, I have put together big partnerships, but they've been intentional and strategic. Um, never once when I've gone down the path, when it, you know, when it's not been strategic, has it worked out well. So this, this, this is real. This is not theoretical. I've seen it play out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, not just with myself, but with other brokers about being really, really clear about what you're trying to achieve. And that then informs the direction you take and 99 times out of 100, it's with individual agents, not the director. Yeah, yeah, straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, you know, we've been there and done it, guys and gals. And, uh, you know, it's super important that you keep listening to this episode. And then, you know, when you're ready, give us a buzz and talk to us about growing your business smarter. So uh, until next week, Ash, I think we've got another juicy episode next week, as we always do. But uh, until then, listeners, have yourself a great week. And Ash, keep cool. Yeah, no doubt. Been a good one. Catch you next time. See you, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash.
That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.